This is the UCLA Mindful Awareness Research Center's weekly podcast from the Hammer Museum, where we experience and explore mindfulness. Each week, Diana Winston, or one of Mark's mindfulness teachers, leads a 30-minute guided session offering a variety of themes and practices to cultivate self-awareness, emotion regulation, and increased well-being. Thanks for joining us. see you. Uh, if, you hear, if you came here to uh, meditate with Diana Winston, <laughs> sorry. She wrote me into this. I said, it's a holiday, isn't it? No. Yeah. So uh, when we meditate, we um, do something with our attention that we can do. We don't have to clear our minds. We don't have to conjure up some special state. We don't have to try to make something happen. We just use our attention, our normal attention. It's very doable. If, for instance, I ask you to look at my hand, and if you can see, and so forth, then it's easy to direct your attention right here. Of all the places you could be looking, You can focus your attention here. So we're not going to use my hand for the meditation, but we'll use equally easy objects of consciousness, the feel of the breath, the ambient sounds, and so forth. The reason we do this is this mental activity of focusing attention on something relatively neutral. Our minds naturally become calmer, more clear, more stable good stuff. And we don't have to try to make that happen. It happens naturally when we do this for a while. Um, We're not going to do it perfectly. Um, Try as we might, even though it's eminently doable and so forth. There will be times when we realize our attention has drifted. We're mulling over anything that might come to mind. In that moment, we recognize what's happening. We include it in the meditation. Simply recognizing, thinking, planning, worrying. We don't have to control it. We don't have to fix it, even when it's unpleasant. And we wish it weren't there. We still include it a little bit and then reconnect back to the breath or whatever we're focusing on. So let's do it. Eyes can be open or closed. Most of us will find it easier with eyes closed, but we can meditate with the eyes open. Might take a few deeper breaths, breathing in slightly deeper a few times. your breath be normal again. We'll come back to the breath in a moment. For now, just notice the sounds you can hear. So it's sort of quiet. 
can still direct our attention to what we can hear. We might hear each other a little bit, coughing and so forth. And by the way, that's fine. Don't need to try to control that. My voice when I'm speaking, other random sounds that might come from the lobby. And notice how easy this is. It's as easy as directing your attention to see my hand. We don't have to censor sounds. We don't have to control them. Just noticing this changing flow of sensations, sounds. So practicing with sounds is a fine way to meditate. It's also good to practice with our bodies. <clears throat> so when you wish, letting your attention settle into your body. Much the same way though as sounds. It's kind of expansive first, just the feel of your body generally. Head, shoulders, arms, hands, torso, legs, feet. Again, not censoring, not organizing, <clears throat> just noticing vibration, pressure, softness, and so forth, whatever's there. This is doable. It takes a little effort, but it's sort of a patience, just sort of remembering what we're doing. And then here's where we can come back to the breath not trying to control the breath, just noticing the sensations. Abdomen, chest, or nose. Happening quite naturally as the breath takes place. So it's a mental activity. We're not trying to get something out of the sensations. It's this activity of directing our attention, sustaining our attention with something relatively simple our minds naturally become calmer. So knowing when the in-breath begins by virtue of some sensations, when the out-breath begins, and so forth. And then keeping in mind that try as you might, there will almost certainly be those moments when you realize You've, you're quickly, your attention's been drawn into plans for the afternoon, mulling something over from yesterday, a random memory. Virtually anything can come to mind and we can include it. Just that simple recognition, thinking, planning, worrying. You might notice an emotion, excitement, joy, fear, anxiety, normal human states. Just a simple recognition, feeling it in your body. What can you feel? Often in the chest, the torso. But not trying to fix it in this context in any way. Just noticing, reconnecting with the breath. So there's a combination of something to do. This is focusing attention and also a radical permission just to be real, 
So we'll take three or four more minutes for this. No need to evaluate how you've been doing. There may be thoughts along those lines. <clears throat> Just notice them as thoughts. To find the breath. We also don't have to be, you know, trying to <clears throat> get something right now so that we'll be okay later. The action is more or less now, this breath, this in-breath, the out-breath.
<clears throat> so just another minute. <clears throat> Even noticing one breath is not a small thing. Thank you. We'll end the meditation there. <clears throat> so, yeah, thank you. It's good to practice with you. Um, and thank you for the coffers. It's actually good to cough and actually get the, the, that reality that it's okay. We don't want meditation whether it's, we're by ourselves or in a group, to become another activity where there's this level of tension around performing something exactly right. And so, like the experience of being in a, in a, uh, a symphony orchestra concert, right? And where you're just sitting there terrified you're going to cough at the wrong time, right? Okay, that makes sense in that context. Um, um, in this context, not so much. Um, we're not performing in any way, and yet we're doing something, and it's doable. This uh, this directing attention, we, I guided you in several ways, um, combined with this radical openness to what actually presents itself. Both parts are important. Um, you know there are dozens of types of meditation, and we're living in a time now where so many of all of these types are easily accessible through uh, the internet, through YouTube, and, and so forth, apps, uh, teaching an undergraduate course, a psychiatry course. Um, you know, this, young people are coming in sort of familiar with meditation because they've been doing it on YouTube. And sometimes they're coming in with a sense that it's really complicated and they're and, you know, they have to, like, juggle all these things because they've been, you know, they have so much access to so many different approaches. And so it's a lovely part of my job to um, say the same thing every day. Like, it's really this simple. Most meditation methods will begin one way or another with this activity of focusing our attention on something relatively simple. There are lots of different ways we can do that. And then where mindfulness practice is somewhat unique is also including whatever distraction pulls our attention. So we don't, we don't just rush back to the breath. We also make space to notice, wow, that, that pain is aching right now. That heartache is still here. I'm still thinking about baseball, right? Whatever is going on. We include it without a kind of a tension around fixing it. And this can take some practice, especially with difficult states, but it is that openness to this is what my life is like right now. And then reconnecting back to that breath, to the feet, to the sounds, and so forth.
And then this, I mean, it can seem like the most boring activity in the world until we get the hang of it. And sometimes we can get the hang of it rather quickly. And then we realize that, wait, it actually does work to cultivate calmness. And surprisingly, it connects directly with creativity. Because in doing this, you know, in actually trying to do it for a while, we're going against some of our automatic habits. And in so doing, but still being aware, there's a space for something new to appear. And this sort of creativity is like what happens when we actually notice that we have, we're having a better response to physical pain, even if we've been living with pain. Or our relationship to anxiety, which is all so familiar, is somehow shifted a little. So we're not so rapidly just caught in it. Or even we're at a museum and we're looking at some art and instead of that subtle tension of appreciate the art, which is almost like a cloud in between us and the art, we have this sort of ability just to be there with it. So that's everything I know. Thanks for listening to UCLA Mindful Awareness Research Center's weekly podcast from the Hammer Museum. For more information on our classes, workshops, and retreats, please go to mark.ucla.edu. That's marc.ucla.edu. Join us each week for a new lesson in mindfulness.